What The Man podcast. My name is Maria Newman and I will be your host. Every mum to being knows that as soon as she becomes a mum, her world will change forever. Everyone is keen to give you advice based on their own experiences. Other mums delight in sharing their horror stories so that new mums are better prepared for what might happen. The lack of sleep, feeling exhausted most of the time, living in bodies with even more wobbly bits and never having any privacy. But everyone's story is unique. Everyone's experience is personal. On this podcast, I will be sharing real stories told by mums like you and I about their experience of motherhood and how life changes when you become a mum. This podcast is about showing you that you're not alone. We may not be in the same boat, but we are experiencing a similar storm. I hope these stories will inspire you to do what you want and be who you want to be. Anything is possible if you really want it and if it is really important to you. If you want to find out more about me and who I am, check out my website, mummyandabreak.co.uk. However, for now, sit back, relax and enjoy this podcast episode. Hey everyone and thanks for tuning in. During this podcast series, I will be interviewing six awesome women who will be sharing with us their mum story. My guest today is Naomi, who helps entrepreneurs create more success in their businesses by working on their personal relationship. But she's also a mum who's thankful for the daughter that she has. Thanks for joining me today, Naomi. Thank you so much for having me, Maria. It is an absolute pleasure to be on. Yay! So, Naomi, let me first ask you, who is... Naomi Stania. In what capacity? A professional capacity or a personal capacity? A personal capacity. Really? Wow. I'm a mum of one. I'm married. I'm a relationship coach. I'm a a, a relationship guru. Um, You know, I'm just living life, loving life, living my best life, all of the above. Hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. Now tell me, did you always know that you wanted to be a mum? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the thought that I may not be able to be one, it is hard to describe the desperation I felt at the possibility that I might not be able to be a mum. I I don't know. It seems quite a, a common thing and familiar thing that I see women do that that fear that I might not be able to have kids. You know, I'm just really worried. You know, I've just got a feeling I'll have problems. I've seen, I did it. I used to do it. Will I ever be a mum? You know, oh, I'm worried I won't ever be one. And I see other women do it. And it was a fear of mine that I wouldn't get to be a mum. And then my fears came true. You know, I had fertility problems. Because we just assume, because why wouldn't we? that we we can have children that it's just part of who we are we have the choice to have children and then I think it's only when either somebody plants the seed that well don't take that for granted or like you said you know you so want to to be a mum that you then go well hang on a second what if what if it doesn't happen so tell us your journey of 
going from, you know, you knew you wanted to be a mum and then you found it wasn't as straightforward as we are led to believe. It's funny, actually, because, you know, I lived on the emotional roller coaster. And so that was just one more thing to spin about. So it was, you know, will I ever have a loving relationship? You know, the dream, you know, it's not every woman's dream. But for me, the dream was, you know, a, a partner and a family and for me that dream was about I needed a big fat my life blueprint and we all have one and the quality the level of happiness you have is determined by how closely your life resembles that blueprint my life blueprint was a husband and lots of children but for me lots of children was about I was I was going to get lots of, I was going to get these emotions I thought would be created by the big family. And that was lots of love being needed. I wouldn't be alone with all these children. And I don't know about you, but that's a hell of a lot of pressure to put on kids. So this was high stakes stuff. You know, I really needed this family to be okay. Right. So this is what I'm going into it with. So I, when you know my life event was infertility and we all every like the like these events are coming one way or another mine will be different to yours but for me it was infertility and I was completely unequipped to deal with infertility because it was the, my worst nightmare coming true not having children and and it took me on a journey of first of all I was uh, I had infertility because I had chlamydia so I had the shame of catching a STD Hmm. yeah that is what caused that was the first thing that caused my infertility but um you know I was able to have a child by IVF so you know my my IVF worked first time for me so like I had this relatively like easy journey you know for some women you know it's like I tried for a year, it didn't work. I had an operation that didn't work. I had one cycle of IVF and it worked and I had a kid. So, but it was so stressful and traumatic because I was living on the emotional roller coaster. So I, I, I just didn't have the resources to deal with it. So how did you deal with it? Yeah, terror, you know, very, very, it was very, very stressful. It was, it was, you know, it was a secret that I didn't tell anyone and it was incredibly stressful, but then I got pregnant and it was the most amazing experience and life was perfect. You know, I had this amazing pregnancy. I had, you know, my husband was between contracts and he left one contract a month before I had, we had our daughter and he didn't get the next contract till she was three months old. And we, you know, and it wasn't a stressful, you know, we had the money to cover it. You know, it was like this dream scenario. And, you know, the first year was amazing. And then it was like, okay, well, we'll just have another round of IVF and we'll just have another kid. And that's the moment where it all fell apart because then I got, I went into, I had an eptopic pregnancy. First of all, I had a natural eptopic pregnancy um, and it was like, okay, yeah, fine. Don't worry about that. I'll still get to have a child with IVF. And it was at that point that suddenly my fertility just crashed overnight. At 37, 
normally your fertility slowly declines and then in the 40s the mid 40s it's it just falls off a cliff when yeah. you know you're going to have massive drops in fertility sort of overnight at 37 i sat in front of a consultant who said to me i've never you know i've never seen a consultant of ivf hammersmith so there's thousands of people going through this mm. play it's a huge ivf center there's two consultants there and i had one of them say to me i've never seen this before you know your fertility's gone i've never seen this before and it was just like falling off a cliff it was just the most and i was so so desperate for more children i can't tell you you know how desperate i was and it's just i just like i then fell into a, into a rabbit hole i ended up having nine cycles of ivf about three of them were by a donor egg you know, so I'd, I'd moved on, my eggs had gone, and mm. I was now go, using donor eggs. And so I had perfect embryos being transferred, like AAA. They, they're like battery ratings, they rate them. So they're C, D, E, you know, and then there's yeah. AA, they're A plus, right? So perfect embryos being transferred. And I'm paying for all of this because you, it's only free when you've not got children. Mm. You know, once you've got children, you pay. And I'd had a child. I'd carried a child to term. Never had another baby again. Unexplained for infertility. So how, how did you feel? How did you deal with that? How did you come to terms with it? Because like you said, oh. at the beginning you wanted a big family and this is and you had this expectation and also you like you said you'd carried a child so it's like well yeah. it's so happened once imagine? yeah that's it and so this is the devastation of unexplained infertility is devastating mm. for people there's no reason why it shouldn't work and it doesn't and you know there's so much unknown about conception Coupled with the fact that the IV, the fertility industry is a big old money making industry. There's a lot of money being made. But so for me, what I did is the way I coped with each failure. And this is the story of an overfunctioning woman. Yeah, the fixer, the pre-coaching Naomi is I dealt with it by organizing another round of IVF. By going into the doing of try again. Yeah. And so couple that with, you know, I have to have, you know, I, ha I couple that with, I have to have children to be okay. Yeah. And the driver, you know, and I'm making my decisions based on need, trying to create an emotion. So these, you know, for me, this the overfunctioning, the fixers, we we overfunction as a form of emotional management. So the way I, I dealt with each disappointment was to organize another round. That's how I that was my emotional management tool to just focus on the next round. And also the decision to keep having another round was based on believing that another child was going to give make me feel okay. Yeah. And so this is why I always, always qu question people when they're having round after round after round. You really need to get curious about that.
Are you seeing me? Sorry, I'm I'm losing perception. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But yeah, it's so no, important. You are, you're all right. You are seeing me. Yeah, great. So, so sorry if my connection's getting spotty. So it it was just, I t- took us to the brink. Um, you know, I, I nearly broke myself emotionally, physically and financially. Really, the toll it took on me having repeated rounds and, and high stress rounds. Mm. Now, I was very, very stressed out, which is probably why it wasn't working. You know, I wasn't healthy. <laughs> So what was it then? What was the thing that then made you go, maybe I just need to stop? I just finally ran out of steam. I thought, I find, I got, you know, I got so ill. And also like the money that I spent, I spent huge, a huge amount of money. You know, I spent, I mean, I lost count at 70, 80 grand. That is a lot of money. Yeah. And but because what happens is, is it's spent over time. That was spent over eight years. So it's like five grand here, 10 grand here, you know, coming out of savings, coming out of bonuses, bits and pieces here and there. And you don't realize, you know, and I had the money to spend at that time. So, so eventually I just got so you know you know eventually I just wore myself out you know it took nine rounds to just run out of steam and you know this is the shadow side of very capable very driven people isn't it we can keep going yeah and that was the shadow side of not sitting in uncomfortable emotions and processing comfortable emotions and allowing that to be processed before take, you know, going again. And, it, and also because it was unexplained, there was no reason why it shouldn't work. So do you think you were at that point, because you wanted it so much, you were just avoiding facing up to what could be? Well, because I believed I couldn't be, because my blueprint was, my blueprint definitely wasn't one child. I had a lot of thoughts about only children. So my blueprint was two children. And so I was just so obsessed with two children. And then one day, and I never forget it, I heard Tony Robbins say, if you can't, change your life to match your blueprint change your blueprint and that it was the moment when I just I mean I had to do quite a bit of work to hear it hear what he was saying but it was oh I can just become happy with one child I can just change my blueprint I have a family and you know I'm so lucky to have this family and it's like oh I can just be okay with one child I can just change my blueprint I still got a family and it's a one child family. It was really that simple. But you obviously had to go through that journey and that process to reach that point. Well, I, I, I got to a point before that where I had to just stop and say, hang on a minute, what's going on? And that was my gift because it brought me to relationship coaching. I had to take I'd got to the point you know that it became my gift you know I'm so you know now I am so grateful I only had one child you know now I'm a great mum of one instead of a terrible mum of three 
yeah because i don't expect my child to meet my needs i know you know i ha had to go on a journey to meet my own needs I, I finally just got to a point where i thought what is going on there's some some things i you know hit rock bottom and thank god and it brought me to relationship coaching that journey i'm now so grateful for so from that point of where you really heard the message of you needed to change your blueprint, yeah. how did life start to change? So first thing I learned was other people can't create your emotions. I learned how I was creating my experience. So uh, previously, I believed, you know, I had dysfunctional relationships from childhood onwards that I took into adulthood and they showed up everywhere for me. They showed up in the fact that even though I had a kid, I was so busy running off, finding more, um, showed up in my intimate relationship. Work was incredibly stressful for me. I found work very difficult, very challenging. I couldn't go for promotions that was too stressful my it showed up in my friendships so I went on a journey to understand how I was creating my emotions and why I kept going to the ones that didn't feel good again and again and so it, the theme is it's it's about that personal development and really understanding yourself and saying okay then so where do I go what's my next step so that I can start to feel better, but because I'm taking the right actions for myself, rather it, than hanging your hat on something else that's external. It was just such a relief to understand, oh, I'm creating all of this, and let me take a look at how I'm creating it, and let me start choosing to think and feel other things. So, you know, I just learned a very simple process of how emotions are created. It's what you choose to focus on in the moment. It's the language that you use and what's happening with your physiology. So when I was experiencing, I lived on the emotional roller coaster and that felt outside of my control. I, I frequently experienced very strong emotions that I didn't know I was creating. So, so it was just, you know, I had to avoid challenge. I had to you know, I found big social circles difficult. So once I understood, okay, if I just pay attention, when I have a strong emotion, if I just drop into awareness and check in with my thoughts, my body, my language, I can have some control over this. And once I figured out the, what I did actually have control of myself, I just, life took off for me. Life became a very different place. So I'm really intrigued to know the answer to this next question that I'm going to ask you. If you could get in a time machine and go back to after you've had your daughter, but before you're about to go for your next IVF, what advice would you give yourself? Well, the game changing piece of advice that changed everything was change your expectations to appreciations. I love that. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I do a lot on the emotional gym, you know, just like we work out our physical bodies, we have to work out our emotions. And I, I learned to do a great, you know, I learned to every morning do a workout, a five minute gratitude workout. So I would get, listen to some emotive music to create 
to get myself in the zone I would look at photos special photos special mementos and I would literally practice flooding my body with gratitude every morning so but you know that's it that's it you've got to be careful with that one because then that can easily turn into you can beat yourself over the head with gratitude but I would um I would you know that that woman pre-coaching you know was had a lot of baggage difficult baggage and so you know just giving her a big hug and saying you know it's okay and this is amazing would be yeah pretty important and I think that's what we need to do like each individual person needs to learn that we've got to give ourselves a hug and yeah and treat ourselves with compassion and say it's okay life is going to feel challenging but this too will pass it's okay yeah yeah and you know I know you do so much with the over-functioning woman and just that being present in the moment and just not being on the move all the time isn't it oh it's so is we as mums I am generalizing we love to be busy we love to add things to our to-do list because well if we don't do it no one else is going to do it but the but the answer is does it have to be done do you have to be busy why are you trying to be busy all the time yeah and just to give ourselves some space and yeah. some time and to just show ourselves a bit of love yeah and, and that to-do list isn't a fact it's not you know it my to-do list felt like a fact you know that the house cleaning really felt like a fact set in stone how the house should be cleaned and the level it should have been cleaned and just going on the journey to this is just all my opinion this is my opinion of what needs to be done it's not the truth it's not the facts it's it's a nice to have but just letting go of it's it's got to all be done and it's all got to be done in this way and i think it goes back to what you said earlier it's about that expectations the expectations that we put on ourselves and it's a case of well are they our expectations or are they things that we've taken on because it's come from our childhood or somebody who we really respect has yeah. made a statement and we've made and we've taken that as fact and so we've built up all these expectations that potentially aren't even our own yeah that's it yeah yeah that's it yeah I did I had inherited mine and you just with compassion this stuff gets passed down the generations doesn't it so yeah it's been a really interesting journey to and also just now seeing the benefits of 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 having one child you know i can really just see the benefits of you know i think parenting multiple children i see a lot of uh guilt and just that never feeling like you're quite enough because you know this one's okay over here and you're sorted over here and hang on a minute that one's not all right now and I see that stretch of parents just struggling you know and and the beauty of one kid is you, you can really pay attention to what's going on for them 
So it's always a lovely, you know, coming to love being a parent of one child feels like, you know, because there's just, you know, love, lovely, amazing things in every experience, isn't there? That we can there choose is. to find, yeah. There is, there is. So let me ask you, Naomi, what's the best piece of advice anyone has ever given you about being a mum? Um... Mm. oh this uh it's only to this moment is only temporary I like that I yeah. like that because it's the truth isn't it yeah it's, you know it, you know when you're having a tough time and you're going for a tough phase it's only temporary because you forget you think I'm going to be this is going to be happening forever but then on the flip side of that with the appreciations remember it's not gonna you know it's not gonna last enjoy this don't rush through it it's funny we we seem to like have it backwards we dwell in the in the negative and yet when great things happen we go all right then it's happened then tick right move on yeah and actually yeah, that's we it should, we should do it the opposite way around like well, there's negative, it's happened well, yeah but really like immerse yourself in the amazing stuff yeah. capture the moment breathe it in yeah. and then move on yes yes absolutely and we can condition ourselves to do that can't we we're programmed to focus on this negative aren't we yeah. to survive and we can condition the habit of really really celebrating yeah and that's been a big you know it's a muscle isn't it it is yeah it is. Yeah. yeah yeah give that muscle a damn good working yeah. and and you know this this coming being able to change my narrative over my fertility journey is just something I celebrate again and again and again is a big big celebration so the sad news is that we are coming close to the end of our time together but before we go there's two more questions for you the first one is what three things would you like everyone to take away from our conversation today? Um, well, the crucial one is other people can't create your emotions. I would love people to take that away. Uh, I would also love people to focus on meeting their own needs, not trying to meet their needs through their relationships meet your own learn how to meet your own needs first and come to your relationships wanting to give you know how can I give to you is the other game changer and a third one what do you think it should be Maria what would be the third one in your opinion let's say celebrate yes. your successes and the yeah. good moments practice work out the good emotions yes. you just got to you got to practice them you have you Brilliant. have you have yeah. to practice practice the good stuff <laughs> so naomi people will be listening to this and going i need more of naomi in my life make it easy for them and tell us how people can connect with you 
I, you can have a one-to-one -one chat with me. If what I have been talking about has resonated for you, you can talk to me one-to-one. -one. You can book a free session with me at plumocoaching.com. That is P-L-U-M-O coaching.com. Please connect with me. I'll take you for a really simple session, which will take a look at where you're at now, where you want to get to, and how relationship coaching can fill the gap between the two. Yay. And you're also I am very on visible on LinkedIn, aren't you? Yeah, Facebook and LinkedIn, absolutely. Naomi Stone, yeah. And uh, yeah, I provide a lot of content on those Amazing. channels. Amazing. Well, thank you, Naomi, for being with me today and talking so openly and honestly about your mum journey. And uh, thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. You are most welcome. And thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast episode. And if you did, then of course, please share it with other mums. I have lots more resources for you that will help you on your journey through life. Just visit my website to access them, which is mummyonabreak.co.uk. You can also find out details about my book, busy. Take care and see you the next time.